Moon Road Podcast. Divine Comedy is a long Italian narrative poem by Dante Alighieri, began in 1308 and completed in 1320, a year before Dante's death in 1321. It is widely considered to be one of the greatest works of world literature. The poem's imaginative vision of the afterlife is divided into three parts, Inferno, Purgatorio, and Paradiso. Tonight, we will be discussing Inferno. The poem begins on the night before Good Friday in 1300. Dante, 35 years old, is lost in a dark forest, assailed by beasts, a lion, a leopard, and a she-wolf. He cannot evade and unable to find the straight way, symbolized by the sun behind the mountain, aware that he is ruining himself and that he is falling into a low place where the sun is silent. Dante is at last rescued by Virgil, and the two of them begin their journey to the underworld. This narrative poem imagines the state of souls after death and presents an image of divine justice meted out as due punishment or reward. Each sin's punishment in Inferno is a contrapasso, a symbolic instance of poetic justice. Contrapasso is derived from the Latin word contra and patio, which means suffer the opposite. Contrapasso refers to the punishment of souls by a process either resembling or contrasting with the sin itself. One of the examples of Contrapasso occurs in the fourth bagia of the eighth circle of hell, where the sorcerers, astrologers, and false prophets have their heads turned back on their bodies such that it is necessary to walk backwards because they cannot see ahead of them. This alludes to the consequences of predicting the future by evil means and displays the twisted nature of magic in general. This example of contrapasso functions not merely as a form of divine revenge, 
but rather as the fulfillment of a destiny freely chosen by each soul during his or her life. In Cantu 2 of Inferno, Dante is having second thoughts. He questions Virgil if he can really travel into the deathless world in his living body. Virgil reassures him that his fear is just a distraction. Dante is at war with himself, but once Dante understands himself as an ordinary man, not a hero or a great leader, it is this realism that gives Dante hope to fully commit himself to the journey. Canto 3 Dante and Virgil arrive at the gates of hell. Above the gates is an inscription that reads, Through me, the way into the suffering city. Virgil tells Dante that he is now entering hell, where people are miserable and have lost all reason. As he walks through the gates of hell, Dante begins to hear loud voices of all kinds and screams. Dante begins to weep as he asks, Virgil, what is all this noise? Virgil explains that this place is home to the souls who were neither rebellious against God nor faithful to God. This space is called the Ante Inferno. They are relentlessly bitten by insects and their blood and tears are immediately consumed by worms. Dante then sees a horde of people waiting on the banks of a river. They are awaiting the demon Sharon to take them across the river and into hell. Dante is confused as to why these people seem so eager to enter hell. Virgil explains that divine justice turns their fear into desire. Cantu 4 Dante awakens to a sound of thunder and wailing. He is at the edge of a deep dark abyss. He and Virgil descend into the dark abyss and enters the first circle of hell, Limbo. The spirits in this level of hell did not knowingly sin. Most that lived before the Christian faith and did not worship God properly or were not baptized, there are dignified persons, philosophers, poets, writers, and gentle people. They unfortunately were simply born before the wisdom and instruction of God. Dante, being a Christian poet, associates himself with them by deeming himself the sixth among the great poets and thus carries their torch since he could still be saved. And don't you ask, what spirits are these? Before you go on, I tell you, they did not sin. If they have merit, it can't suffice without baptism, portal to the faith you maintain. Some lived before the Christian faith so that they did not worship God aright, and I am one of these. Through this, no other fault, we are lost. Afflicted only this one way, that having no hope, we live in longing. I heard these words with heartfelt grief that seized on me, knowing how many worthy souls endured suspension in that limbo. Cantu 5. They descend from the first to the second circle of hell which is a smaller place, but with greater pain. Minos, a dreadful demon, snarls at the gate. Each spirit here confesses their sins before him, and he judges, then disposes them as he curls his tail. Minos discerns for every spirit his proper place in hell, then casts them down to the level of hell in which they are damned. Cantu 6 
After a quick back and forth, Minos lets Dante explore the second level of hell. Dante learns that this level of hell is home to spirits who allow their lust to overcome their reason. The souls here are punished by being blown about violently by strong winds, preventing them to find peace and rest. We too had come over the shades subdued by the heavy rain, treading upon their emptinesses, which seemed like real bodies. All lay on the ground but one, who sat up seeing us pass. You who I led through this hell, recognize me if you can. You who were made before I was unmade. And I to him, the anguish you endure perhaps effaces whatever memory I had, making it seem I have not seen you before. But tell me who you are, assigned so sad a station as punishment. If any is more agony, none is so repellent. He said, your city so full of envy that the sack spills over, held me once when I enjoyed the bright life up above. The name I took among you citizens was Chaco. The sin of gluttony brought me here. You see me soak to ruin in battering rain, but not alone, for all of these around me share the same penalty for the same transgression as mine. Canto 6. Dante and Virgil enter the third circle of hell, which is gluttony. In this third circle of hell, suffering spirits lie rotting away in a never-ending filthy and icy rain. Severus, a three-headed dog-like beast, scratches and claws and growls at them as they try desperately to shield themselves from the freezing rain. Their souls are among the blackest in hell with different faults that weigh them to the pit. If you descend that far, you may see them all. But pray you, when you return to Earth's sweet light, recall my memory there to the human world. Now, I respond and speak no more. With that, his eyes went crooked and squinted. His head rolled. He regarded me a moment, then bent his head, and fell back down with the others, blind and quelled. Canto 7. Dante and Virgil enter circle 4 of hell, which is avarice, which literally means extreme greed for wealth or material gain. They travel further to the edge and end up at a muddy body of water, where angry spirits fight savagely with one another as they gargle on the mud therein, that is, forever drowning them. Here I saw more souls than elsewhere, spreading far to the left and right. Each pushes a weight against his chest and howls at his opponent each time that they clash. Why do you squander and why do you hoard each wheels to roll his weight back round again. They rush toward the circle's opposite point, collide painfully once more, and curse each other afresh. And after that refrain, each one must head through his half-circle again to his next joust. Here they will keep eternally returning to the two butting places. 
From the grave these will arise, fists closed, and those pates shining. Wrongness in how to give and how to have took the fair world from them and brought them this, their ugly brawl, which words need not retrieve. Canto 8. Virgil and Dante are still in the fifth circle of hell. They see a light in the distance as a boat approaches them. They board the boat as a spirit on board navigates them across the mud sea. Dante recognizes someone in the water, someone he had known on earth who was Dante's political enemy above. Virgil says that this man has no good qualities in which he is remembered, so he is angry and resentful. The man's bones are crushed and his flesh are torn to pieces by the other spirits. Dante and Virgil continue on. They are nearing the city of Dis, which is Lower Hell. They are swarmed by a band of fallen angels that try to convince Virgil to leave Dante's side and to let him travel the depths of hell alone. Virgil refuses, so the fallen angels go back inside the city and slam the gate shut. Virgil reassures Dante that someone is coming to unlock the gates. A heavenly angel appears before Virgil and Dante and lets them into the gates. They are in the sixth circle, the first level of Lower Hill. This sixth circle is home to the heretics, whom are buried inside burning tombs. Canto 11 Virgil speaks to Dante and tells him, We must hold off on descending further than this. At least until this rotting stench has become familiar with our sense of smell. He then goes on to explain the last remaining circles of hell. The entire first circle is home to the violent, which is the seventh circle. The seventh circle is divided into three rings. Outer are murderers sinking into boiling blood. The middle are the suicides who turned into bleeding trees, and the inner ring are blasphemers and sodomites who reside in a desert of burning sand and are scorched by burning rain falling from above. So the first ring is the harbor of torment for the homicides and those who strike out wrongfully, despoiler, robber, and plunderer in various companies. One may lay violent hands on his own being, or what belongs to himself, and all of these repent in vain within the second ring. He who deprives himself of your world sins thus, or gambles, or dissipates whatever thing he has of worth, or weeps when he should rejoice. Violence against the deity, too, exists. To deny and blaspheme him in the heart does this, as does despising nature and her gifts. Therefore the smallest ring imprints its mark on Sodom and Kaol and him who speaks contemptuously of God with all his heart. The next circle, Circle 8, is fraud. This circular field is divided into ten bogeas, or stony ditches with bridges between them. Each Bogia has a different kind of fraud and punishment, such as whipped by demons, steeped in excrement, and more. Virgil then goes on to explain the last level of hell to Dante, the Ninth Circle. 
treachery. In this circle, betrayers are stuck frozen in a lake of ice. The lake consists of four rings with the last level resided by Lucifer, Brutus, Cassius, and Judas. Therefore, at the universe's core, inside the least circle, the seat of Dis, every betrayer eternally is consumed. Virgil continues on to show Dante these lower levels of hell he has just explained to him. They are challenged by monstrous demons and encounter human-like beasts and other spirits throughout this journey. Dante's Inferno has always been a poetic masterpiece to me, beautifully written and very ominous, yet it hits hard at human morality and values. What do you all think about Dante's work? What do you all think about the Inferno? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below or mention me at any of my socials. If you would like to read Dante's Inferno yourself, I will leave a link in the description where you can buy the Divine Comedy, which includes the Inferno, the Purgatorio, and the Paradiso. I will also include a link to the audiobook of Dante's Inferno that is translated by Robert Pinsky. Hope you all have enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it, and thank you once again for traveling the moon road.